The Daily Rios, for Thursday, December 6, 2012. Hey, Peter. Uh, just listening to your Driving and Talking Vertigo episode, and I had started to tap, tap out a little reply uh, in line at the grocery store. Then the line started moving. So I thought, why don't I just record a comment while I'm driving? Then it just matches. It's a whole congruence thing. Anyway, a uh, couple of things on the Vertigo. Whether Vertigo goes away or not, it, it's definitely the end of an era. Karen Berger's vision and um, and just her shepherding of that line o- over these many years is um, really uh, one of the true success stories in comics. And whether you can when whether you can equate that as sales success um, as you can in in some cases and less in other cases, it's uh, just you know critically uh, creatively. An overwhelming success, without a doubt. And, uh, I mean, there's just been so many great moments. And you look, at, you look at how far they came. You know, think back to when Vertigo first started, and they had that little, um, it was like a little uh, AIDS ad with death. And they had that whole thing where she was, you know, putting the condom on, on the banana as, as a demonstration. And, um, and I remember people flipping out over that. Then cut to sort of maybe six, seven years later, and all of a sudden you've got, uh, you've got this stuff going on in Preacher, and, um, and, and suddenly death and the condom uh, seems ever so quaint. Um, you know, I mean, so many great series, and I, and, and I mean, so many great creators that we became aware of um, it, through Vertigo, and, and uh, whether, you know, I know a lot of them did things before that, but, I mean, none of us had heard of Amy Reader, for example, before Madame Xanadu, and, um, and things like The Invisibles, things like uh, Preacher. I mean, Preacher, I, I gotta say, is one of the things, when I had dropped out of comics, the thing that, that kept me in the comic store for a number of years, and this is between the years of... Uh, 1998 and uh, 2005, but the one thing that had me still going to the comic store every few months was to was the hope of picking up a trade, the next trade of Preacher, and um, and I mean so so I you know and and then I would sometimes pick something else up while I was in there, so it it, it kept me from being completely away from comics, and so I always uh, I'm, I'm grateful uh, to to Vertigo for that. Um, so, will it continue as a line without Karen Berger? It seems that it seems it, it would be lesser because that was such a, a she was such a strong vision uh, for the Vertigo line, um, and it almost seems as though it, it the 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 name should go away with her. But you know, it is a strong imprint and um, and and has some strength in the. Uh, in the book market, albeit not as much as it had a few years back, but still, it's uh, that it just really seems to me to be uh, to be Karen Berger's vision. Um, as for Wildstorm, you'd mentioned Wildstorm uh, still being around. It isn't, uh, as as you probably have heard already, because um, I'm sure others have emailed you long before I got to. Uh, before I got around to it, but um, Wildstorm actually was closed as an imprint back in December of 2010. So um, anyway, so so there's that. But um, I think whether they whether they go that whether they go the, that route or not, and and I honestly think there are a lot of Vertigo readers who are not DC readers. Um, 
perhaps even more so than the other way around. So anyway, uh, as I say, either way, it is the end of an era, and uh, Karen Berger's done some amazing things. I will be very interested to see where she ends up next because um, she's a person who who really knows how to foster creativity and and help some people uh, do some pretty amazing things. And, um, you know, hey, who knows? Maybe she'll end up at Top Shelf or something. Wouldn't that be cool? Kind of like reuniting her with Alan Moore again? Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. Anyway, I'm on my way to pick up my pretty girl too. Only mine's being picked up from preschool. So thanks for the show and have a great week. Bye. So that was Paul French dropping a voice comment. Yay. Yay for voice comments. In response to all the vertigo chatter that's been going on this week, on the Daily Rios. Much appreciated, Paul. Uh, Real quick, I include Paul in my list of podcasters that have inspired me over the years. Paul used to do a show called Poptopia, and that podcast, especially the format, was something that I always really admired. It was short, it was to the point, in and out in 15 minutes, and I, I just really enjoyed it whenever it came out. And it, it, Paul is a great uh, podcast host. And Paul, I always say, that's a podcast that needs to come back. <laughs> um, he is also one of the co-hosts of the Legion of Substitute Podcasters, which you can find at legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com. And that is a podcast about all things Legion of Superheroes. So check that out. And it was kind of funny to hear him say that his girl's in preschool because my first reaction was, already? Wow, time just flies. So before I get to responding to what Paul had to say, um, there is no Feedback Friday this week, but I'm kind of just doing uh, something like that for this episode because there's just been a lot of talk about Vertigo this week. And I, I kinda, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to keep it going. This is going to be... as my girlfriend said on the phone today, this is like a whole week of, of every episode being comics related, but you know, sometimes that happens. Um, so before I respond, Paul, I'm going to read another comment, uh, that Simon McDonald, uh, in Canada wrote, uh, he sent this in and said, love your short episode on Karen Berger, the Monday Ode to Karen episode. She shepherded a lot of great comics into the world over the past 20 years, and she will be missed by me at least. The only DC comics I'm currently buying right now are trades from Vertigo, so maybe I'm part of that problem where DC is backing away from Vertigo. Regardless, where do you think she will end up next? I think it would be amazing if she joined Image or IDW to attract even more top-end top talent to those lines. Not that Image seems to need much help on that front these days. I think the comments that I read... Uh, on Twitter and elsewhere, where it feels like she's in a position to be picked up by a book publisher is probably spot on. Um, And by book publisher, I mean, uh, you know, Random House or uh, along those lines. Not comic book publisher, but actual book publisher. You know, think of how she could really revitalize a graphic novel division within a major book publishing company. 
the relationship she's built over the years, the goodwill that she has among many, many creators. Uh, I have to imagine, to some degree, she has some contacts within other media, such as TV and movies, because of the few movies that actually went on with Vertigo um, uh, as, a, as a branding. Um, I think, the obviously, Constantine... Uh, was Jonah Hex billed as a Vertigo movie? I can't remember. But, so you throw all that in, all that experience, all that, the longevity that she has with the company, and we're talking prior to Vertigo. Most of the um, articles that that were written about Karen, uh, Karen Berger were, were talking about, you know, this sort of 20-year cycle that she's had with Vertigo, but she's been in the business with DC since at least, I want to say, 79. We're talking almost 33 years plus, right? So that's a long time. I mean, she it's not like she got hired and boom, Vertigo was there out of her forehead the next minute. It, you know, she swam in the DC universe for a long time prior to Vertigo. So I think all of that, her relationships, the creators, uh, her experience... Uh, I think could be very valuable to to a book publisher and to the book market. Some have commented that maybe she might be in line to start her own publishing initiative, you know? And it kind of almost made me wonder if, while all the restructuring was going on with DC Entertainment, did she ever think about maybe being DC's publisher, not just Vertigo, but in charge of the whole thing, right? Almost like like she would be a spiritual inheritor to to the line uh that uh you know you could trace all the way back to Jeanette Kahn. As Paul said, it's an end of an era, right, with Karen Berger. And I think his words are even bigger than that because the guard that was there, the old DC guard that was in place when Vertigo was being founded we're talking Dick Giordano, Jeanette Kahn, Paul Levitz, and Karen Berger. I mean, those four were the ones that dictated to Karen, uh, you know, that came out of a meeting and said, hey, we need her to, uh, let's, why don't we move all these titles that are branded as mature readers into its own separate line, and Karen came up with Vertigo, and it, and it has been that way since, uh, you know, 93. Um, so... You know, think back to the whole DC Entertainment shift. Now, obviously, Jeanette Kahn left whenever she left. What was that? Um, I don't even remember. Was that uh, in the 2000s? And then Paul Levitz took over. Um, and then Paul Levitz, once the restructuring happened, he was gone. Dick Giordano, unfortunately, had passed away by that time. And the only one really left holding the torch, you could say, was Karen Berger. So... You know, suddenly all these um, theories about wanting to make maybe have her slide out of that position, yeah, you know, out out with the old in with the new. Whether we like it or not, you know, you, you got to think again. Business practices. We may not agree with it, but that could have very well been uh, something that they were thinking about. And I'm not the first to even consider all this. I mean, you know, this I'm just kind of piecing this all together based on what Paul said and Simon said, and, and reading some of the history of, uh, of Vertigo. And and when you look at again at that old guard, Dick Giordano, Jeanette Kahn, Paul Levitz, Karen Berger, the four biggies in D.C. for a long time, Karen was the only one left. So, 
Um, Paul, uh, you corrected me uh, on the whole Wildstorm thing no longer being around, and you were the first to actually do that, so bravo. Totally forgot about that. And it made me think... Why it made me wonder why did I think it was still around? And I and as I flip through previews month to month, DC's section in the Diamond catalog is still broken up in the way that it was when Wildstorm was still around. It starts off with DC proper, it goes to collections, then it goes to Johnny DC, then it goes to Wildstorm, then it goes to Vertigo. And even though Wildstorm is not branded in the Diamond catalog, you can tell that those titles, um, Lot 13, He-Man, and uh, whatever else is sort of stuck between Johnny DC and Vertigo, they feel like Wildstorm books, right? They feel like the books that DC would shove over to the Wildstorm line because they don't really fit the DC line and they're not really Vertigo. So uh, I think that's probably why I still thought Wildstorm, in my brain, Wildstorm is still around because in in the catalog, it's still kind of divided that way. Now, having said all that, and and as Paul said, he says, you know, maybe the name should go with her. Well, you know, you start to think, is DC trying to brand the DC side of things, the DC Entertainment, the logo on TV and movies, uh, bookstores, comics, like it or not, right? I'm not, I'm not trying to make this into a conversation about whether we like this decision or not but think of it from a business point of view it, it are do they need to do that to attract eyes to make sure that people are going to go to their product because they want to brand that dc logo uh and not the vertigo logo anymore so suddenly i'm starting to think well maybe they will suck vertigo into the dc line at some point or maybe not or maybe Maybe it will be called DC Vertigo like it used to uh, back when it first was around where both logos were sort of on there. Um, maybe it'll, it'll, it'll feature DC prominently with Vertigo underneath. I don't know. I'm just, just throwing this out there as thoughts. Um, you know, I, I, Vertigo certainly has a strong following. I don't think that means it's a massive following. Obviously, you know, sales don't, don't seem to dictate that. Um, not that I give them much credence, but um, I don't know. I think if they're trying to brand these movies in the way that Marvel branded their movies, they can then go, okay, well, all of this is under the DC umbrella. I don't know. Just speculation. Uh, we shall see. So, great comments, Paul. I really do appreciate it. And, you know, you mentioned Preacher, and I have to say, Screw Sandman, I know a bunch of girls who got into comics because of Preacher. So, yes, Preacher, uh, very much a, uh, a standout um, series within within Vertigo's uh, resume. Now, uh, one other, couple other things here. There was a Wired Magazine article, I believe it was online, by Scott Phil, and he, he calls it the coolest Vertigo comics from Sandman to Swamp Thing, and there was a number of comics that he wanted to point out. Um, and I don't know, as I read it, I, I kind of had to sigh because it, it had some things in it that weren't, I, I don't know, he, he could have fact-checked a little better, but as one of the commenters actually said in the article, um, um, for, first of all, the titles that he picked, he says they're the coolest titles, so he really went to sort of the safe, uh, generic, 
usual standouts. He listed Invisibles, V for Vendetta, DMZ, Fables, Preacher, Sandman, Swamp Thing, Sweet Tooth, Transmetropolitan, Unwritten, and Why the Last Man. Very standard uh, whenever you're talking about um, Vertigo. In his introductory paragraph, though, he said a couple things that, I don't know, maybe he was just trying to be um, generic with the information so as to not confuse readers or bog them down with history. But, for instance, he says here, In her nearly 20 years running Vertigo, Karen Berger helped birth numerous legendary comics like Neil Gaiman's Sandman and Alan Moore's V for Vendetta. Both of which, (laughs) yes, she had a hand in, in creating those because she was the original editor, but they both started way before Vertigo was even around. Um, and then he goes on to say, and now that Vertigo characters like Sandman, John Constantine, Animal Man uh, have been absorbed into the regular DC superhero universe, uh, who knows how long uh, it may be before Vertigo itself follows Berger into the storied comics sunset. Now, to be fair... Sandman, John Constantine, and Animal Man were in the DC Universe, again, before there ever was a Vertigo. So, uh, absorbing into the regular DC comics, sure, uh, some people could call it reclaiming. So, I just wanted to throw that out, because uh, I read that article and kind of was like, meh, you know, could have been a little bit more um, informational. I also wanted to close out this episode, um, I listed a bunch of Vertigo titles on that driving episode that I could just sort of pop into my head, and I grabbed a list of Vertigo titles, and I don't even think this list was complete, but it gave me a little bit more to to think about, Uh, such as uh, I forgot that there actually was a Black Orchid series, not just the miniseries, but there was a series uh, that I read for a bunch of issues. There was the Vertigo crossover called Children's Crusade, which crossed over into uh, a whole bunch of annuals at the time. Everything from Animal Man to Books of Magic, although uh, that one was called uh, Arcana, actually. I think, it, I think it came out even before the series came out. Um, it was in Black Orchid, it was in Swamp Thing, Doom Patrol, and then there was uh, um, the Children's Crusades actual bookend issues as well. Uh, great, great crossover, just just uh, a fun story. Um, I forgot about Day Tripper which is a more recent uh, Vertigo output. Uh, then we had uh, so many more Sandman spinoffs like Death and Destiny, uh, Brian Wood's Demo. We had The Exterminators with art by Tony Moore, which was short-lived but pretty good. Uh, Otherworld with, uh, by Phil Jimenez, uh, which didn't last long, but I, I really enjoyed. The original graphic novel by Dave Gibbons, Originals. Um, Jeff Lemire's Nobody, which I think I called Nowhere Man last uh, episode. Scalped, Spaceman, Terminal City, Trenchcoat Brigade. Um, there were a bunch of Grant Morrison ones I missed, like The Filth and Flex Mentallo, Kid Eternity, which also became a series, Mystery Play, Kill Your Boyfriend, and of course, We Three, an amazing miniseries. Um, and there were other characters that moved from the DC Universe into Vertigo for a short time, just so that creators could kind of put their own spin on them. Uh, Uncle Sam. Paul, Paul mentioned Madame Xanadu. There was uh, Human Target, Johnny Double, Haunted Tank, Unknown Soldier. There was also El Diablo, Jonah Hex, Beware the Creeper, and Dead Man. And probably a series that should be on everybody's lists when uh, 
you talk about Vertigo, and I failed to mention as well, Sandman Mystery Theater, an amazing series. Um, and I didn't even mention the titles that helped Karen um, spawn Vertigo from the DC Universe, the ones that were going on at the time when they decided to make the switch. Uh, they were cover dated March 1993, so you had to think, I guess it probably was about January when these books released, and they started to brand uh, the Vertigo logo. Uh, of course, Animal Man was up to issue 57 when it finally made the switch, and uh, that was Jamie Delano was writing it at that time. Uh, we also had, uh, let's see, Swamp Thing, which was up to 129 before it made the switch. Hellblazer, which was uh, up to 63. Doom Patrol, which was up to issue 64. And basically, you can kind of say, it's interesting, uh, th that is Rachel Pollock's first issue after Grant Morrison had left the book with issue 63. So Grant Morrison technically didn't write any of the Doom Patrol under the Vertigo banner. Uh, and then, of course, Sandman, right? Sandman switched over at issue 47. And another series I neglected to mention, and I, I didn't see, well, I didn't see in the Wired article, but um, in a few other posts, um, Peter Milligan's uh, Shade the Changing Man, which was at issue 33 when it made the switch. So you can see a lot of those series, the ones that helped push Vertigo uh, to become its own imprint, they were well underway uh, within their own little editorial pool. So just a little Vertigo history there. And there was a v Vertigo podcast, an all-Vertigo podcast called V for Vertigo, uh, you can go to vververtigo.blogspot.com. The host, uh, his name was Mark, and I don't think he's putting out any new episodes. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But if you go to the website, you might still be able to find some of the older episodes, if that is to your liking. All right, so there you go. Yet even some more Vertigo talk. And tomorrow, I'll come back to you for a Friday follow-up episode, where I'm just going to throw in a whole bunch of topics. Who knows what they'll be. All right, thanks for listening. Uh, you can get a hold of me, Peter, at thedailyrios.com or go to the website, thedailyrios.com. I will talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>